Hey, Katie. Hey, Katie. Hi, guys. It's the last episode. I'm excited. We made it. I feel like I'm about to cross the finish line or something. Yeah, we made it to the end of season one. This isn't forever, but it feels like an amazing accomplishment. An accomplishment of talking to ourselves each week. Yes, which we did anyway, but now we have to record it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and make ourselves sound semi-nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we tone it down for this podcast. <laughs> Just kidding. This is us hanging out. This is how we always talk. We believe everything we say. Yeah, believe everything we say. <laughs> and do everything we say. <laughs> well, what did we say that we didn't do? Let's think. Nothing I'm going to share. <laughs> well, now let's, I see. Know. let's see we only had one straight girl thing i did this week and we only had one book club day i feel like we had more than one book two club we had at least two or three book we club only had days. one in bed with katie oh, right 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 <laughs> that's, that, that's what i mean <laughs> we never found out if lauren was good at contouring or not i'm not she's not fun <laughs> What else did we, we talked about sports a lot. We discovered that that was a niche for us. We did resolve a huge uh, mystery regarding Roberto, so. We did. That's no other lesbian accomplishment. have that on the front page. Uh, we got to interview people, lesbians that are doing awesome things in their communities, not just here in America, but also internationally. We've gone global. We have literally gone global with listeners in 12 countries. Listen, people, we were going to make it a season three goal to go global. So now like our next goal is to just go to space. So thanks for pushing up that timeline for us. Yeah. So the next thing we need is for the International Space Station to listen to us. Season two, typical amateurs go galactical. <laughs> and then we get invited to the Met Gala. Oh my God. I was so pissed off last night watching all those people walk in in prom dresses. It's like Rihanna was the only person that got the message. <laughs> I know. Where your art. Yeah. Rihanna reminds me a lot of myself around Halloween. Wherein everyone's like, let's dress up for Halloween. And I'm like, yeah. I'm going to have the best fucking costume and you guys are going to lose. And then I show up and I have the best costume and everybody else loses and they're just surprised every time. Rihanna just owns it. I am so into Rihanna this year. Yeah, I'm loving Rihanna this year, especially that Rihanna and Lupita photo that I can't stop thinking about. <laughs> I need that movie to happen. I know. I really want to do. Wait, did Who's we talk gonna about write this it, last Issa time? Rae? I think we did. Did we talk about this on a previous episode? I know we talked about it amongst ourselves, but I'm not sure if it went global yet. Yeah. Went into space. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are there any gay people on the International Space Station that we can liaise with? We will find out and contact them season two. <laughs> we should start now. I don't know how long it takes for shit to travel there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Considering the gay tax and everything, it's probably a long time. I know, right? Not only is there a money tax, there's also a time tax when you're gay. (laughs) A space time tax. Space time tax. For all we know, we can be. You want to move in time? We charge you tax. The gay tax. It's a real. That's all I have. (laughs) (laughs) But um, shoot, Lauren's going home. (laughs) Taking off her hat, put it on the shelf. (laughs) Lauren hit a joke. (laughs) 
Okay, I didn't hear what you said, but I'll just assume it was a good one. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> did you guys uh, see Sarah Paulson's face uh, when she saw Madonna on the red carpet? <gasps> That's how I would describe God. that face. Lauren <laughs> 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 almost threw up when I did that. <laughs> Dude, Sarah Paulson's face and her pointer finger pointing at Madonna was just like that scream photo emoji. <laughs> I'm glad to know that there's still people out there that are famous and like have made it and still can be that excited for meeting a celebrity. Oh my God. I would totally be like that with everybody. I would just start crying. But you, if you are also a celebrity, like I know typicals, like we're pretty famous, but like if we're as famous as Sarah Paulson at the Met Gala. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, if we ever get invited to the Met Gala, we have to promise to follow the theme first of all, but I'd like us to incorporate some sort of flannel into it. Uh, duh. Right. We'll all wear flannel. By then, we're going to yeah. have like merch and stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> you want to wear our merch? Duh. For the Met Gala. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our photos will be all over Twitter. <laughs> I'm sure Anna will be totally okay with it. Yeah. Because she'll understand it's our thing. It's our thing. Yeah. She'll be like, it's horrible and ugly, but I can't kick you out because you paid $24,000 to be here. <laughs> It costs money? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay, we have to sneak in the side door. (laughs) With our merch. (laughs) We'll just give our merch out to Rihanna and everybody else. I'd be like, Riri, listen, I know you just made a shit ton of money with that new movie with Lupita, so you got to pay for our tickets, okay? And she'll be like, yeah, girl, let me hang out with you all night. (laughs) Did you guys see all those bathroom selfies? Oh, yes. yeah, with, was, with like, like a crowd. Oh, like a yeah, yeah. Crowd. Now I remember, yeah. Wasn't P. First, Diddy in one? Yeah. <laughs> and they're at the Metropolitan Museum of Art smoking in the bathroom like it's fucking high school, which I guess would make sense since half of them look like they were going to prom. But it's like, first of all, it's illegal to smoke in New York City, like pretty much anywhere. But it's like there's like priceless art <laughs> just like right around the corner from like all the bathrooms. Celebrities can do whatever they want, guys. That's why we're trying to get in that tier. How many times can I mention us how we want to be a celebrity in this final episode? <laughs> we're like the Just make us famous yeah. already. Please share our podcast with your friends. And thanks so much for listening. All right. On that note, let's get to the show. You're listening to Typical Amateurs. Every week, we'll discuss what's trending in our lives, the world, and lesbian culture. You won't ever hear anyone famous on our show. Or hear from any experts. Eh, but maybe next season. I'm Alex. I'm Katie. And I'm Lauren. Lauren and I are broadcasting out of St. Augustine, Florida, and Katie is remoting in from Brooklyn, New York. Welcome to episode 12, the final episode of season one, guys! Yay, we did it! So did you guys watch the first three episodes of The Handmaid's Tale? Um, we watched the first episode, which was pretty great, but I'm hearing the next two are, like, mind-blowing. Ooh, really? Where'd you hear that? Maybe that was too strong of a word. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, can I <laughs> rewind that? Because I thought I was thinking, like, the next two that I haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, okay. So the reason why we only watched one episode of The Handmaid's Tale and we didn't watch the others is because we just got a new sound system for our TV. And so I was trying to test it out by watching like short things. And so I was on YouTube and we were watching like episode after episode of Just Between Us because they're like two and a half minutes each. And I was like adjusting the sound and stuff. And so we watched this one episode called uh, 
Gabby is sad or something like that. And so Allison Raskin, her um, roommate, best friend, is trying to make her feel better. And so she tells her this joke. Can I tell you the joke? Yes, please. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Grumpy cat over here. Let Let me see if this works. Okay. A drunk proton walks into a bar and the bartender says, are you sure you need another drink? And the proton slurs, yeah, I'm positive. (laughs) You had a great voice. Weird. I thought you'd have a better reaction. Oh, shit. Do you get it? Reaction. Double joke. Oh, you set me up. Oh, twist ending. The bartender doesn't even charge him. Oh, God. Does this joke ever Did end? you hear that? It was a third joke. A third <laughs> joke. <laughs> okay, so Katie laughed. That's awesome because I told this to a lesbian earlier today to see if it would get any laughs, and she didn't get it. So she may not have known it? what a proton is, but. <laughs> anyway, so I guess it works about 50% of the time on lesbians, so. You can keep this joke and try it out for yourself. But here's the key that makes it right. You have to not just say, yeah, I'm positive. You have to say positive. (laughs) There we go. Jokes for an accent. That'll be a new segment next season. (laughs) (laughs) Jokes I took from other people. All summer to think about that, Alex. (laughs) Okay, anyway, let's go. Anyways, back back to the handmaid's tale. So, you guys saw episode one. So gay. So gay. Really gay. A little bit gay. Pretty gay for an episode one. Pretty gay. Like, I'm used to getting, like, maybe a bi girl or, like, somebody who had a college experience. But there are two fully blown lesbians in episode one. And I feel like that's rare. Unless you're starting the show out with a lesbian and it's an obvious lesbian, you don't see two in the first episode. They don't make it known. They write that in later. They, like, went out of their way to make sure they're, like... Listen, guys, I'm going to put some lesbians in the show. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm super glad. So the first one, Samira Wiley's character, Moira, who's uh, Elizabeth Moss's best friend forever from college. And then uh, the other one is Alexis Bledel's character, Offglen, who's another handmaid that... Oh, I won't go into it. I don't want to give any spoilers away. Yeah, I was just about to say, maybe we should say Spoilers! Spoilers! Anyway, it's really good. This show looks like it has a high budget. Mm-hmm. Very well done. Awesome director. It was shot beautifully. Gorgeous. Really, really, really beautifully. And it seems so far, as I can remember since I read the book so many years ago, pretty true to uh, the book. I don't see anything standing out so far. That's what I was going to say. I mean, I only read the beginning, but I liked how they did her like narrative in the beginning, like where she's talking to herself. Oh my God. It was almost word for word, but it was perfection. Yeah. I really like that. Same. Yeah. Overall, I mean, it's uh, kind of scary how appropriate this show is coming out right around now because uh, it's really putting everything that's going on in our for real world into perspective. Yeah, it's actually quite terrifying. Like how easily a government can be not overthrown, but just sort of like totally switched up and also all of your rights taken away. She said something like when the change in government started to happen, it wasn't like a flick of a switch. It happened slowly, Mm -hmm. almost like you didn't notice it happening. Mm -hmm. And when she said that, I was like, oh, my God. Does nobody else get like a a chill down your back? Yeah, dude. And not to get like political or anything, but Trump is now trying to pass a law to where it says that he does not have to deal with any of the Democrats in Senate. 
when he tries to get anything passed. What? Yeah, because you know how in Senate, when they try to get things passed, it has to be like a 60-40 thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now he's wanting it to be like 50-50. <gasps> and where he doesn't have to deal with the Democrats at all. Oh, no. It's like, oh, that bad news? I thought you were going to talk about the other bad news that's coming on Thursday when he's supposed to be passing this anti-LGBTQ law that says discrimination is now the law of the land. Of the entire land? Yeah. The land that is our land. Mm. Isn't that terrifying? Yeah, it's really fucking scary. It's very, very scary for people that live in smaller red states or like smaller towns in red states where it could be a lot more prevalent. Yeah, I mean, there's already that judge in Kentucky who's like, you know what? I'm just not going to hear any cases about uh, same-sex adoption. I'm just good. I'm good. God. Anyways, that's how it all unravels. And that's The Handmaid's Tale. And uh, I think everybody should watch it. I think you should too. It's on Hulu. Watch it. If you don't have a subscription, steal your friends. Yeah. We'll just give you ours. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Just us. Take it. Just Take us. it. Take it. <laughs> so speaking of Trump's America, Ellen Page and Ian Daniels' Gaycation has a special that aired uh, this past Friday on the 30th. It's about how the LGBTQ community is like reacting after the election of this douchebag. I haven't seen it yet, but I really like their show. I think it's really well done and I'm really excited to watch it. So if you guys have Viceland or access to it, I think you guys should check it out. And then this Friday, so the day you're probably listening to this, because I know you listen as soon as it comes out, season two of Sensei is going to be on Netflix, and that's super gay. There's a gay couple on that show and a lesbian couple with a trans character. So if you haven't seen Sensei yet, I highly recommend you check that out. If you're into sci-fi, which I am, then you'll like it even more. I think you've been trying to get us to watch that show for a long time, and we just haven't yet, but that's on our list. It's really cool. And also, there is a special that aired around Christmas, and there is this just like huge sensei orgy thing that happened. Did we talk about this on another episode? No, we did not. Uh Oh. Tiffany told us about it. Okay, I remember now. She's another fan. She just mentioned sex, and they're like, oh, I'll watch that. I'll start with the special. (laughs) (laughs) All we have to title this episode is Sex, and it'll get the most listens. Isn't that crazy? Sex sells, Katie. I know. It's just like we proved a theory we never wanted to prove. Did we talk about this last week? We didn't. We didn't. Can we not keep our reality and our show like separate? We get confused with our show and our real lives. I know. I was just about to say, this is the only episode that this has happened where we've been like, wait, did we talk about that? Or was that in text or something? So this entire show is just a continuation of our group chat which is why we wanted to do it anyways, because we're like, we're pretty funny people. People should need to listen to this. Yeah, I know. That's why we were talking about doing a show for a year, and we're like, are we even funny? And it turns out we are. (laughs) (laughs) Why'd you do that fake laugh? (laughs) We are so funny. Well, you guys are funny. You just bring me along. Every good lesbian duo comedian needs a straight girl. See what I did there? (laughs) Good one. Cool. Alex is not the only one who has jokes. I just stood up to say that. (laughs) Good. I'm glad. Anyways, back to reality. Back to not reality on our podcast. Back to life. Okay. Speaking of realities. Listen, guys, we're talking about reality. Let's just move on to this segment about our coming out stories. 
I don't even think we need to segue. We didn't talk about coming out stories the entire season. Okay, so we didn't want to be that show that's like, we're a gay show. Let's tell you our coming out stories. And then we all play the guitar and burn some incense or whatever and like get really emotional about it. I hate coming Um, out stories, so I hope yours is good. Well, these are funny coming out stories, like ones that just accidentally happened or whatever. Right. So (laughs) the funny part about my whole gay life, which sounds like the title to my book I haven't written yet. (laughs) What was the name of the book we were supposed to write last week? Beep uh, 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a thousand reasons why I'm beep and single. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. God, so I mean, sorry, my second book I'm going to write. So in college, I met my BFF, Chris. And the first time I met him, we were going to music theory class. And he was walking up the stairs in front of me wearing a pair of women's black dress pants with pink pinstripes down them that were tighter than spandex. And so I just was like, okay, so this kid's gay. Turns out we've become really close friends and still are to this day. He's super straight. And Chris was actually the first person to tell me that I was gay a year before I actually came out and proceeded to tell him that I was gay in which his response was, Fuck you. <laughs> so you were so gay that a straight man's gaydar went off? Yes. Wow, Katie. He knew you were gay before even you did. It was freshman year. I don't know what I was talking about. And he goes, Katie, are you sure you're not gay? And I was like, are you kidding me? Flash, <laughs> flash forward to a year later. And I think I I would him. And I was like, Chris, I think I'm gay. And he was just like, fuck you. And I was like, what? He's like, I told you this last year and you didn't listen to me. (laughs) That's hilarious, Katie. Yeah. I mean, my whole entire life is hilarious, so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But at least I remember that one. Apparently, I came out to half of my boat on the crew team in college and didn't even remember it. (gasps) How, How the hell does that happen? So it was Halloween, 2000 and something on the lower end, and I was dressed as Captain Planet. Of course. (laughs) And we were at the crew Halloween party, and I was wasted, and it's the end of the night, and apparently we were all like laying in someone's bed, and somebody said something, and my reaction was, yeah, but that's okay, because I like girls. No big deal. (laughs) Oh, God. Then what did they, then what? So I never remembered saying that. Nothing apparently happened. And I spent the rest of the season trying to like find a time and a place to like bring it up in conversation to the rest of my boat who wasn't my roommate. And so, you know, I finally bring it up and I was like, yeah, like you guys know like I'm gay, right? That's like a thing. And they're like, Katie, you came out to us back in October. It's April. (laughs) (laughs) Katie, poor Katie. And I was like, oh, okay, (laughs) great. What a relief. (laughs) Glad we're cool. Who forgets that they come out? Drunk Drunk Katie. Only Katie. Drunk Katie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, drunk Katie. Okay, so two beer Katie, she comes out. Three beer Katie, she tells other people's secrets. 
Yeah, like, don't trust me with alcohol in my own mind. (laughs) (laughs) There's just a lot of shit up there, and, like, I am not responsible for what happens when I'm drinking. So, like, you can feel safe that your secrets are safe with Katie for as long as she doesn't hit that third beer, and then whoever's next to her, she's going to tell it to. Only if it's, like, a really juicy one. I don't tell boring secrets to people. Yeah, I guess there are not many boring secrets, though, that someone would entrust to you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have boring friends, okay? (laughs) Okay, Lauren, what's your funny coming out story? I know you got one. I don't know if it's funny, but it's embarrassing. Okay, even Um, better. (laughs) So the company that I work for now, um, back when I was hired on, probably six months into it, because I'm sort of like a secretive person, and I didn't know these people. I didn't tell them that I was gay. And at the time, I was married to another woman. But I became friends with this other girl at work. And, you know, like, we were, like, Facebook friends. And, like, we hung out after work sometimes. And she had met my wife then. And she was cool with it or whatever. But I had not told anyone else at work. So whenever anyone at work would ask about my relationship or sometimes refer to my husband, I would never correct them. Or when I would want to talk about my wife, I would just say, you know, uh, my other half or, you know, something stupid like that. So I would never say she or her. So I could just avoid that whole thing. And one day we were on that topic and I avoided saying, you know, the pronoun she or her. And this other girl was just like, you know, glaring at me and smirking and was like kind of like shaking her head like she knew something was up. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, I know I I, like I know I haven't told anyone else but this other friend at work. And so later on that day, I went home and I sent her uh, a text message and I was like, hey, so like, you know about this thing, but I haven't told anyone else about it. But this other girl is acting like she knows because she's like, smirking at me when I say these things like she knows and like what's up with that have you told them or what and she's like Lauren um they checked out your Facebook before you were even hired and you have that shit all over and I was like I was so mortified because you don't know how many times I did not tell the truth (laughs) I probably look like an idiot so oh my god (sighs) Facebook outed you. And then I didn't actually come out to them until I was going through uh, a split up in that marriage. And then I didn't care. <laughs> they were just like, fuck it. Yep. So that, oh my gosh. There's that. <laughs> what was work like the next day? Were you just really nervous to like look at people? You mean the day after I learned that everybody knew? Yeah. Yeah, I was like mortified. Because I was like, I have been keeping up this lie for myself no, only. I bet you fucking wore gay pants and a leather jacket and a beanie. And you were like, here I am. <laughs> you immediately like went full lesbian. Yeah, a wild fang shirt. <laughs> <laughs> she just showed up in jean shorts and a cutoff t-shirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. And work boots. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. My story is when I used to work at uh, where Katie works now in New York City. And uh, this new guy got hired. His name's Kenneth. I'm going to use his real name. Why not? He listens. (laughs) And he's gay, very openly gay. You can tell he's gay right when you meet him. He's got the gay voice. 
not ashamed to say that. <laughs> so he so he walks in and like he's getting introduced to everybody. You know, all the women are like flaunting over him. They're like, oh, Kenneth, it's so great you're here. We can't wait to work with you. And Kenneth is like, yeah, it's going to be great. So anyway, they're all showing him around. And then he comes back upstairs and I'm supposed to show him around like what I do. And so I'm like, yo, what's up? And he's like, hey. And I'm like, okay, so here's what we do. And I'm like showing him around and like leading him around. And I'm like, all right. And so later he says, Alex, do you know how I knew you were gay? And I was like, how? And he was like, because all the straight girls flaunted over me. You were the only one who didn't care. He was like, you were just like, hey, what's up? (laughs) This is where we work. (laughs) (laughs) And I just recently texted him again. And I was like, hey, Kenneth, you remember that thing you told me before about how you knew I was gay? And he was like, oh, my God, yes. I remember it like it was yesterday. You were wearing that pink cat shirt. I'll never forget. Oh my god. It's like physical gaydar, like a magnetism. He walks in, he can like sense all the women flaunting over him and just like picks you out because you don't have that magnetism. Yeah, because I was just like, ugh, just another gay, you know. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Been there, done that. Yeah. But like straight women always want the gay best friend, so they're like probably sizing him up. What's it like to be a straight woman and not have a gay best friend? Is it just the worst? Is it like being single? It's got to (laughs) be. I mean, we have gay best friends, but it's not quite the same. Like gay men best friends? Yeah, gay men best friends. We're just bros. (laughs) I like to uh, talk about my period a lot in front of my gay best friend because it makes them really uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Because one, they don't like vagina, and two, they don't like to hear about blood coming out of the vagina. No. Exactly. (laughs) But that's the thing, though. We are bros. So anything we can do to make each other uncomfortable, it's like game on. Yeah, I know. I love it. We love our gay friends. Okay, funny coming out stories. I feel like we've got a million. Katie, say one more. All right. I think this is a good one to end on. I'll just throw it in the mix, if you will. (laughs) You'll get that later. (laughs) So in college, uh, when I was coming out, I had three roommates. And the one roommate who I shared my immediate room with was one of the first people I think I actually came out to after Chris told me, blah, blah, blah. I don't remember how I came out to my second roommate, but at the time she knew. So I just had one roommate left to actually tell that I was gay. I don't know why I was making a big deal out of it because... She actually has a gay sister, and I knew she had a gay sister. I was friends with the gay sister, and I was planning ways to, like, be chill and, like, come out with her. I was like, what can I do? I was like, this is easy. We'll solve this the most logical way possible. I will write it down on a piece of paper. Dear Nicole, I don't like boys at all. In fact, I like girls. I'm going to fold it up in a paper airplane. I'm going to play that song from Avenue Q about how everyone's a little bit gay. (laughs) Really loud. I'm going to blast it, in fact, so that the entire room can hear it. And then I'm going to run screaming into my roommate's room, throw the paper airplane at her, slam the door closed, and run away screaming, Ah! (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) It worked. She read the note. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, she was <laughs> very confused, <laughs> probably because she already knew, <laughs> second, because it was just very loud in there. <laughs> 
that's my favorite coming out story. <laughs> that's I'm awesome. just visualizing this. I know, Katie. I had long hair at the time, if it helps nope, with the visuals. Nope, that didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> it's all wrong, Katie. <laughs> it's all wrong. It's all wrong. Oh, God. That was fun. Yeah. Speaking of other gay things, how about that 10-second uh, screenplay that was written by Auto Shadow? But up, ch- Lauren gets <laughs> a segue. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, guys. <laughs> Lauren and I almost fucked it up (laughs) (laughs) but you did it yeah so Katie discovered something really awesome there was a 10 second screenplay that Autostrato posted and uh, we want to read it to you sorry take it away get my poet voice on interior house living room a woman enters the front door of a home that seems unfamiliar to her She peers around, assessing. No one seems to be home. An item on the coffee table catches her eye. She approaches. It's a flat-billed snapback. Next to it, on the couch, lays a plaid button-up. The woman kneels down and touches the shirt. She looks up and around. Lesbians have been here. Scene. (laughs) Bravo. So we enjoyed that so much last night when we read it that all of us decided that we were going to write our own 10-second screenplays. And now the best part of the show is that we're going to read them to you. Let me go first. Let me go first. Okay. (laughs) I've never heard Lauren so excited. I just like to say I've never heard so excited. (laughs) Okay, full disclaimer, I am really bad at this, and I probably did not write it in the correct format, but we'll see. Okay, so. Fade in, interior apartment, evening, in the heart of West Hollywood at 6 p.m. on a Friday. Beep, beep. She opens the microwave door and pulls out her vegan TV dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. She lets it cool and kicks off her Doc Martens and throws her leather jacket over her handmade wooden chair. She grabs her food and sits on the couch next to her cat, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and asks, (laughs) You ready for a wild night? as she picks up the remote control and turns on her TV. Display of paused image of Bo and Dr. Lauren. A day in the life. End scene. I loved it, Lauren. (laughs) That was beautiful. I am so glad that, you know, since we didn't discuss with each other beforehand what our stories were going to be about, that I didn't go with the TV dinner theme because I was really close to going with it. <laughs> so close. So close. That I was think, beautiful. I think Lauren just wrote a story about you, Katie. Honestly, if we're all being really honest here, which we tend to be, Lauren and Alex didn't want us to share any of our stories ahead of time. And my first thought was, they're both writing stories about me. <laughs> but truly, Katie... My reaction was... Okay. <laughs> Truly what? Truly what? I feel like it's me. Vegan TV dinner, Doc yeah, Martens, leather jacket. I wish I, I could make a handmade wooden chair. Do you have a handmade wooden chair? That's what I said. I wish I could make a handmade wooden chair. 
<laughs> it was good. It was good. We get it. She's a lesbian. That's the whole point of it, right? Right, right, right. Right. Okay. Stereotype. Stereotype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love stereotypes. I'm pro stereotype. Me too. <laughs> Especially when they make you laugh. <laughs> Specifically okay. about lesbians. Let's just yeah, lesbian, that lesbian only stereotypes are always yeah, true. Yeah. Fuck all those other ones. Get over it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Katie. Okay, my turn. Interior 83rd Precinct. Late Friday evening. Detective Megan Bird, having just finished her shift, takes her cell phone out and begins to catch up on all that she's missed during the day. As she opens Instagram, a group of officers walk in. Officer 1. Man, I can't wait to get out of here. I'm getting some pussy tonight. Officer 2, having noticed Detective Bird still sitting at her desk. Damn, Stuart, show a little respect for the lady. Bird's still here. Detective Bird. It's okay, boys. I'm getting some pussy tonight, too. She posts the photo of Mr. Whiskers. End. (laughs) That's it? Where did she post it? On Instagram. Instagram. That was the beginning. That was good, Katie. I liked it. I liked the the whole the whole idea that she is like this like powerful cop and then like like all she's doing is on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> she just waited all day to post a cat photo. Yeah. And I really thought that was gonna be about um Rupino. You, <laughs> you tricked us. That was good. I tricked you guys. I tricked you guys. Katie, that was well written. How long did it take you to write that? I would say the better part of 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we know what's on your mind 24-7. <laughs> it was really difficult. It was really difficult. <laughs> I was inspired. Uh, my cat walked into the room. <laughs> <laughs> there is a writing credit to Billy Holiday. I just want to be honest and open about it. Thank you, Billy. I had some help. I had inspiration. <laughs> Alex, you got to finish it up for us here. Okay, I'll read mine. <clears throat> Exterior, woods, outside a tent, at sunset. A lesbian boils water in a pot over a small fire. The fire crackles. She stares off at the mountains in the distance. (sighs) I wish I had nutmeg. Lesbian glances back towards the tattered tent, flapping in the wind. A dull moan comes from the woods. The lesbian looks down past her tie-dye t-shirt to her keys, clipped to her belt loop. She quickly glances left to her moss-covered Subaru. The lesbian tugs at her keys as the moan gets louder in a hushed voice. Zombies. (laughs) First of all, why is she wearing a tie-dye shirt during the zombie apocalypse? Did you guys get it? You're in the woods. Where else do you wear (laughs) tie-dye? Did she also have dreads and tattoos and a septum piercing? Yeah, see, I was gonna, I was gonna write all that, and then I was like, "Fuck it, lesbian is just quicker to write." <laughs> I just need to know how many pounds of granola did she pack with her for this trip? Exactly, all of them. She's not on a trip. It's the apocalypse. I didn't explain that well enough in this ten-second play. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So like, she was expecting them. It's not like. Uh, all of a sudden there's zombies and like I need to call my girlfriend and make sure she's okay. No, her her girlfriend's dead. Her girlfriend's a zombie. She's the only one left alive. Oh, okay. Okay, I see. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. She seemed very um lesbianish. Lesbian. 
So could you tell me the carabiner (laughs) hanging off her pants? (laughs) The carabiner was a great touch. It was a great touch. And did you tell I was trying to make it sexual when I said she tugged at her keys? Was that a good word? Yes. It was a great word. We're very proud of you. You you you. nailed it. Thanks. It took me all of 10 (laughs) seconds to write this one. (laughs) That was fun. If you guys want to write a 10 second screenplay for us, then write it and maybe we'll talk about it in season two. We don't know. It's just fun to write. Write it to us and maybe we can either post it on Instagram or if we're feeling very, very enthusiastic about it, maybe you'll hear a little update from us over the summer. Yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't it? It would be. If we get bored of not hearing our own voices. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm still going to call Alex and Lauren every Monday night just to tell them like, how many times I pooped today? I um, you better. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we do, man. We will. Oh, we're buddies. Guys, we're not breaking up. We're You're not. Just, it's just the, the show's end of just season ending. one. <laughs> Guys, I just think that these 10 second plays we wrote are contributing to the library of great lesbian literature. Oh my yes. God, I know. That's what and we're thinking about. And thank you for about. writing that lesbian sci-fi screenplay for me, Alex. Oh. <laughs> I, didn't think, I didn't think it'd be me. <laughs> she wasn't expecting it. She just went all out with it. Well, you know, we did all our creative stuff in this episode. I think it's time for sports. Okay, guys. It's Sports Corner with me, Katie. all right so the nwsl is all crazy fucked up shit is just really fucking close north carolina is at the top of the boards they have nine points followed by boston who like nobody expected to be ranked that high because they were like 10 places below last last year so boston portland houston all have six points and then seattle and sky blue have four Followed by Chicago, Kansas City with three, and then the loneliest teams at the bottom, Washington and Orlando at the very bottom. What the fuck is up with Orlando, guys? Dude, guys, I don't know. I'm so upset. It's not like we don't have any talented players. <laughs> you literally have a really great team, and like shit's just getting fucked up down there. Is it the coach? I Do we think, need to fire Tom? Yeah, I'm starting to think it's Tom Serrani because everyone else is really fucking good. It's like there's no way, you know. Maybe something. it's a mix that he has. Maybe. It's I don't really know. Something, is, something isn't cohesive. I think it's a defense. They're just like letting some balls get through, not giving the offense a chance to actually like have the ball and score. Yeah, mm. that's true. I don't fucking know. Hopefully they will win a game this season. They'll get there. There's a lot of time left to improve. But um, the best part of the NWSL this week, I don't know if you guys caught this, but Steph McCaffrey, who plays for Chicago now, was caught on camera during the Lifetime game, which is nationally broadcast, asking the ref if he was fucking insane. Oh, whoa. (laughs) So, of course, you know, there's GIFs of it now. It was zoomed in on, and it's all over the internet. Oh, my God. Because it's women's sports, everybody's like, but what about the children? The children, how do you have no decency? It's so unladylike. But you know what? Steph McCaffrey, who we actually have talked about on this show or may have talked about in the Zero episode where we were too drunk to post it. Something about pineapples. Oh, (laughs) coconuts? The coconuts. Yeah. 
she and the Mewis sisters have this blog called Sporting Chic, and they posted a whole article about how it's okay for women to swear and how playing like a girl should be rough and ugly, and she just totally owned it, and she was like, yeah, I said that, and you know what? I love it, and... So Christy and Sam Mewis posted the top unladylike moments of the week, and I hope they do it every week because it's fucking hilarious. That's awesome, dude. So we'll try to tweet it out or post a link to it somewhere for you guys to watch if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah, just because we're not going to have any episodes for a few weeks doesn't mean we're not going to keep up with our Twitter and Instagram, so you guys can still follow us. My last exciting piece of news is that the WNBA is the first pro women's sports league to sign a deal with Twitter to live stream 20 regular season games starting on May 14th. Oh, that is cool. How do you do that? You log on to Twitter, you go to WNBA, and they will have a live stream of 20 games starting with Dallas versus Phoenix on May 14th and ending on August 12th with Atlanta versus San Antonio. All right. That's awesome. Good for them. First lifetime for soccer and now Twitter for WNBA. That's good. Yeah, I mean, the WNBA has a deal with ESPN already, so you can catch some of the big games there. And I know the New York Liberty have the deal with MSG Network, so all their games are broadcast. But this is a huge step up the ladder for them to ink this deal. It means that people are willing to invest in it. That's fucking awesome. That is fucking awesome, Katie. Okay, okay. So summer is coming up. People are going to be scantily clad. You're going to see some booty, so you're going to really be thinking about sex. So... Here's a PSA that we want to tell you just so you can be ready. <laughs> so you can you can prepare for this season. So you can have a clean slate, if you will. <laughs> Katie, oh take God. it away. This PSA is brought to you by your friends at Typical Amateurs and your friends at the Cedar House. My good friend Jenna was watching a few episodes of The Handmaid's Tale with her roommate this past weekend. I think it was Friday night. It was a quiet evening for the two of them. And Jenna decided that she most certainly did not want to waste this valuable time of hers. So she's like, you know, I'm going to be sitting here for three hours watching all of these episodes. Let me take advantage of my time. I'm going to clean all my sex toys right now. On the DL though, because the kitchen and the living room are connected. There's no barrier at all. (laughs) So Jenna goes into her room, gets her pile of sex toys that need to be disinfected, brings them on the DL into the kitchen, boils a pot of water, inserts all of the sex toys into the pot of water. Of course, she has remembered to bring it to a boil before she put them in, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm just getting real excited for this. (laughs) so she puts all of her sex toys into this pot the pot was very full there's boiling water and jenna is a diligent lesbian wants to make sure that all of her toys are being evenly disinfected that they're all covered with water so she reaches down to push her dildo into the boiling water to make sure it's covered and something fucking shifted because all of a sudden this flesh-colored fucking dildos shooting back out at her 
like a fucking rocket, <laughs> scalding her from neck down her chest and arms no. with boiling hot water, giving her like first degree burns or whatever the bad one is. I don't know if it's a high or low number, but I saw the effects of this, people. I saw the effects of the sex toy soup. <laughs> Please, this is a PSA for you this summer and for the rest of your life. Do not overfill the pot of your sex toy soup. <laughs> Guys, the moral of the story, don't put all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren is just killing it today. AKA, don't put all your dildos in one boiling ass pot of water. <laughs> Lauren, killing it, coming into our own 12 episodes in. (laughs) We told you you'd get there. And then I'll have to start all over in episode two. I mean, season two. (laughs) Okay, so just to recap, uh, this PSA is don't boil dildos while you're watching The Handmaid's Tale in your living room with your male roommate. So just to finish the reaction, Jenna is covered in burns now, and the roommate just thinks that She's reacting to The Handmaid's Tale in a very awkward way because apparently the scene on TV did not expect the reaction of screaming. He just just went with it. Uh, She finished cleaning everything. Everything got disinfected, including the burns. She is fine. She will recover fully. But, you know, it could have been a lot worse, people. So if it takes two pots to boil... Just take the extra time or just get a bigger fucking pot. I don't know. Maybe two batches if you got that many. If you have that many sex toys to clean, then it seems like you are just having a lot of fun. <laughs> just a whole hell of a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's going in your book too, Katie. <laughs> Chapter three. A whole hell of a lot of fun. Summer 2017. <laughs> so don't say we never did anything good for you. We have provided you with literature. We have given you a PSA. We've gotten emotional with you, given you our stories of coming out to our peers. We will miss you guys so much this summer. I really just hope like a lot of gay stuff happens so that we can have like stuff to talk about. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully like really gay things happen in the next few months. So. We'll recap you guys in case you're one of those lesbians that's under a rock and only uses our podcast to find out what's going on in the world of <laughs> lesbian media. Season two, bigger, better, gayer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And also, if you guys have stories you want to share, I mean, please reach out to us. Yeah. Reach out to us. We've only had a handful of listeners ever reach out to us and we really appreciate it. I mean, we love compliments. So anyway, follow us on Instagram. We're going to keep posting um, at Typical Amateurs and, of course, Twitter. And that's at Typical Amateurs. So please just like likes or retweet some of the things I say or they're going to get dumber. All right, guys. Have a fun, healthy, sexy, productive summer. And don't miss us too much. And if you're in Bushwick, again, please come find me. It's the house with the flannel flag out front. Yes. Hello. And just a surprise announcement. Lauren and I are moving to Los Angeles. So season two, we will no longer be broadcasting out of St. Augustine, Florida. It will be out of Los Angeles, California. We'll see you in the blue zone. Woo. 
So that's a wrap on Typical Amateur Season 1. Thanks for hanging out with us. I'm Alex. I'm Katie. And I'm Lauren. And we'll see you back at Season 2. Catch you later. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye. 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 Oh, wait, one more thing. Have you ever thought, what podcast should I listen to? Us. You should listen to us. Seriously, go subscribe to us on iTunes. If you don't like iTunes or you don't have an iPhone, you can listen to us through the SoundCloud app. To stay updated, go follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Typical Amateurs. And if you need to reach us, you can hit us on the DM. Intro and outro music is Answering M by SRO, used under an attribution sharealike license. You can find more by SRO at the Free Music Archive. Original closing music is composed and performed by Nick Belay. Our graphics were beautifully designed by Tiffany Slagle. Of course, this show was produced, recorded, and edited by three typical amateurs. Because I don't ever answer. I was going to let you do it like 10 times. Okay. Three, two, one. One. Three, two, one. One. Katie! <laughs> <sighs> Just do my vocal exercises. <clears throat> I'm also loading the page right now. So Baba Black Sheep. Baba 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 Black Sheep. My God. Okay. I don't know you guys. <laughs> don't put all your eggs in one basket. I'm just practicing for later. I love you, Lauren. I love you so much. <laughs> oh, is that for the end? <laughs> I was like, what the hell is that for? <laughs> Don't put all your Westwoods in one basket. Yeah. Go ahead. How many woods would a Westwood would? <laughs> That's what I was going to say, dude. Guys. Lust. Oh, sorry. Lust, <laughs> man. Go ahead. Start again, Katie. Having just finished her shift, takes her cell phone out and be- Oh, fuck, my phone turned off right as I was reading that. <laughs> Did it die? You, phone. It just, like, went uh, to sleep. Take two. <laughs> that was a really long pause. I was Sorry. Scared. I'm just getting really pumped for this sex toy soup story. <laughs> so summer is coming up. Stop. I'm snapping because I'm getting excited. Okay. Katie, have you gone? <laughs> no. I was just waiting for you guys to be done. <laughs> what the fuck is a blue zone? We're we're in a red state right now. Uh okay. You think no one else will get that? Okay, let me try it again. We'll see you on the DM. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. We'll stick with the blue zone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Katie fell off her chair. <laughs> Whenever Lauren says, we'll see you on the DM, I just am thinking of, like, something sexual. I know. Double penetration or something. I know. I, I think that every time, just because of the way her voice Double drops. masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> double masturbation. <laughs> Next season on double masturbation. Lauren goes down on herself two hands. Oh, God. <laughs> yes, that was so funny. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs>